Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Hello, hello. Hi. How you feeling? How are you feeling? Wonderful. Why? Because I'm just surrounded by incredible people that inspire me and make me happy. And um, you're eating. Eating a great all in the mic. Juicy mouth. How much I love that. Yeah. So today's a great day. Why? I just told you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were gonna intro. Um, Are you gonna ask me how I am? How are you? I'm great. I'm Shanti and I are together again, y'all. You know, we've been we've been recording a couple episodes together, so it's always a pleasure to be with my love. Because <laughs> we're in a relationship. Me, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we should get a consensus. <laughs> no, really, we're very happy to be here. We have a special guest. We we've been having all the guests. This one is super special to me, particularly. I might. I think I told this story actually. I I don't think I told it on the podcast, but I told it on the blog that there was this girl <laughs> in high school named Beth, and I'll never forget talking to. Her. I remember, first of all, I'll never forget her coming into the choral room. She was two years older than me, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And she was like, <laughs> "Drop dead gorgeous." And I remember our choral Miss Morrow used to be like. Mm-hmm. I just think white and black people are the most beautiful people in the world. <laughs> look at Beth. That. And I would be like, yes, look oh at her. And so she was just like, she had this hair that like sat, like it just cascaded, like, but sat out on her shoulders. And she was just like kind of whimsical and free spirited and just had walk with like a certain joy. Hey. You always got to. But just walk with like a certain just kind of joy and presence about her. And I was like, oh, immediately, like, I want to be like her. So, of course, I started to like, like, hi, how are you? And try to get her to be my friend. And she took she took me under her little wing. But I'll never forget when you were like, I, I, I think I complimented you on your hair. And you said to me, well, you're you're white and black. Your hair is curly. I was like, no, my hair is like this. And you were like, mm, bitch, what's wrong with you? You were like, you have a relaxer, right? And I said, it kind of occurred to me like, oh, shit, I do. My hair isn't like this. How is my hair? And I had no idea how my hair was. I had no clue as to what kind of curl I had had because I had had a relaxer for so long. So then that with like, then I like enrolled in freedom school, Mm -hmm. child to freedom school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? And I went and took some goddamn scissors in the mirror and cut my hair and was bald, child. I looked crazy for a long time. (laughs) But I started walking around with head wraps and everything. Was hanging around with Beth and Beth was helping me date my (laughs) overage boyfriend at the time. Child, shout out to you. You know who you are. And um, that was like the love of my life. And I was like... 
Gittin's like super militant. And I just looked up to you so... I just wanted to be Aww. just like you. Beth, I heard about you early, early on before I even met you. Because yeah. you you guys weren't there when I came. You had That's already right. graduated. That's and right. And Antoinette has been talking about you like, <laughs> for years. It's true. It was like a whole other way of being because I had never been around. I remember you just, you were so kind to me. This little kid, you took me over your house. And I remember you listened to the same Roberta Flack CD that I oh, love. that's right. I remember your, fa- your father is one of the parents that had to come over and meet yes. my mother. My and that was, that was one of my... No, that was one of the standards of like, oh... He's, I had one other friend in high school who was like, whose parent was like, yo, I got to meet your parent. Not only meet, but he had to child. come in the house, yeah, which was embarrassing. He was chill. I think my mom was like, nice to meet you. Because you know, yeah. all of us at a certain age were just barreling into people's houses mm-hmm. with our eyes red, looking crazy, <laughs> being high schoolers. So I think, you know, I'm sure my mother was like, wow, nice to meet you. Like, But yeah, I, I, I remember your father that is so funny. coming over. So y'all know that all these stories I'm telling about my dad, it's true. He was crazy. But <laughs> Beth he is here. Beth, how, how can we introduce you? How, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Because you are so many things. So it's like, how do we... I don't know how to define you. <laughs> I am trying to figure that out every <laughs> day. I don't know. Um, no, y'all just gave me a beautiful introduction. Because you know, like I said, like, back to high... Thinking back to high school, I don't I don't know if I, like, remember all of the, like, any, any time that I made somebody else feel good mm-hmm. in a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember friendships. I remember like us being in chorus. I remember us talking about certain things, but you know, y'all always remind me of like the nice person that, <laughs> that I could be at times. <laughs> Cause when I look back in high school, sometimes I'm, you know, I just really like, you know, I think I remember just being a selfish little teen rolling around with my friends. We were all, you know, we all had beautiful experiences together, but it's really nice to, you know, especially as an older woman with the teen now. Wow. Remember, yeah, I got a teen now to be told that I had a powerful effect on somebody because I just love all of you and who you are, both of you. And yes, if I had something to do with (laughs) any of your ideologies, (laughs) you absolutely back in the day. Yes. Okay. Yes. I will take it. So Beth, Beth is a mama, as you Mm -hmm. heard. Beth is a doula, an artist. I mean, Beth is riding around here and getting it and doing her thing in Philly and has always kind of been doing her thing. So we've invited Beth on to talk about, I guess, your journey to womanhood. Mm -hmm. Um, When I met you, we were still teenagers. Um, I was still very much coming into our own. And I remember that was when you had first gotten into a relationship with your teenagers father yeah and I remember you should go into detail but what I remember is you being very excited I remember thinking about the pregnancy or she wasn't pregnant if she was just excited about him okay Mm -hmm. um that he kind of seemed to be someone who was very intelligent much older Mm. than you yeah um and who had a lot of influence over you and I remember thinking like oh, that's really cool. I hope he uses his powers for good Mm because she really likes him. And she really... I just remember you were like almost like following him and his um, ideologies and like 
And I just, I just remember being fearful a little bit for you, but still very happy for you because you seemed happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know what that relationship was like and if you can talk to us more about yeah. being with someone a little older, a little wiser, a little ex, you I, know, et cetera. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, that was a crazy time. Um, I think I've always liked, I will say in, in general, I think I've always liked like the older teacher, the older like uh, mentorish figure. I remember, you know, being in camp, you like a counselor that's super mm-hmm. cool, something like that, or a coach or something. Um, but I remember, um, yeah, I would say that he was somebody that I was like, he is so smart, he is so intelligent, you know. He put me down with, I will say a lot of things that I would still say I've developed later as like, you know, things that I would say his, he was really into things that I'm still into now. I got a lot of really awesome information from him, but no, this is an example of an older man who, you know, had a very, very vulnerable, naive young girl head over heels for him. What was the age difference? We were 10 years apart. Mm. We first started chilling. Um, I met him on a trolley. We were, you know, yeah, like he wasn't one of those, like, you know, he wasn't like all over me. He wasn't gross or anything. He simply asked my number. That's always another thing I love. You're too humble to be like, yo, can I holla, holla, holla at you? You know, he wasn't gross or anything. Um, but, you know, as a relationship that I see when I look back, when I see, you know, my power of attraction at that time, like how much um, he was into me and how that slowly turned into me really being into him and me being a very easily manipulated person. Um, because just um, an older man who knows so much, you know, like I at that time took book smarts to mean like you were also a responsible, right, really right. good person. Mm-hmm. Like how do you know this much and not know, um, you know, how to treat somebody or mm-hmm. like how could somebody this responsible lead me in this direction? Mm-hmm. And I would say like my, my mother and my sister were also a little bit worried too, like because I think they thought that if they – said something to me about not being with him, it would push me away and it would make me run to him and not be with them. So I feel like there was a lot of people. You know, I remember um, one of our high school friends, I remember Jared saying something about like, like, you know, an older man is only playing with you because you're like easy to play with. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, so I remember a lot of eyes on me and me being very um, protective of him and like, no, he's not like that. And so, yeah, this, I think that, you know, he was kind of like my first, in my mind, my first relationship. Whereas maybe for him, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily the relationship that I thought it was, but just to give you a little background on him, you know, he came from, um, I guess, the age of, you know, people people still being into the whole five percenter, you know, ideology. Um, like so I hotep. said, he... Hmm? Hotep. Yes. Yes. And I'm learning, I'm learning about the hotep word because I'm like, is a hotep always somebody that like spouts out like their... You know, like always wants to like give you like a like thirty minute sermon, you know, about your history when they meet you. Or are they also the dude that like doesn't follow through with all the information? I they don't put know out? yet. Which but one I, is I it? I think I, the stigma is <laughs> the stigma is, the, is, is the, that the it's like stigma. he's the yeah yeah the irresponsible. Always trying to educate you on black excellence, queen, my queen, but also right. like treats you like shit. 
Yeah. He yeah. was like, with a white woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Yes, the hotep, yes, I guess, is the man that can't take his own education. Yeah. Right. Like, he can lay it out for you and give you a timeline and talk to you about, you know, all these esoteric, you know, ideas yeah. and but he doesn't really embody those things right. he's really good at spouting yeah. it out we all know somebody who's like that but the person that takes advantage and the mm-hmm. person that like brainwashes is mm-hmm. <laughs> quite another person so you know while our relationship was like going to museums and watching films you know I think I thought I was a little bit more advanced I think I saw like older man and and the kind of things that we talked about. I'm like, we read to each other. We do this, right. you know, we we go on, you know, we take walks across elevated. the city and go to like events and, you know, meet different people. I'm, you know, I'm so cool. Look at who I'm hanging out with. And, um, you know, um, really giving him a lot of power. Um, and so, yeah, he was, he, I think, had a lot of influence over me, of course, like the reg- the, the canon of like when you're with somebody and when you get pregnant and as soon as that moment hits, there's like the back to reality type mm-hmm. thing. Now I'm, now I'm too old for you type thing. So mm-hmm. how, so the pregnancy was not planned? The pregnancy was not how planned. How old were you? I was 19 when I got pregnant. 19 when you got pregnant. How long were you two together? Um, I think we met when I was like 16. Oh, wow. So we hung, so we, we had hung out for a while, you know, I kind of had my ideals about like, you know, you don't fully engage with this, with him, you know, like with any dude, you know, if you haven't like hung out for a little while. So like I hung out with him for a while before things got started, mm-hmm. but I would say, you know, well into, you know, at some point, 16, 17, 18, I was, you know, fully there mentally with him. Like, okay really interested in being up under him. Right. And at that point you thought you were, you, it felt like a committed relationship between the two of you. Yeah. He, it felt committed. I mean, there were definitely times in which he would say things to me along that, that a grown woman would understand as, um, like, this is a sign that somebody is stringing you along or not invested in you. Like, this is a sign that you are not really a part of somebody's life. So, Mm I would say, I would say he was giving me signs of, um, you know, I am not, you are not the fixture in my life that I am in your life mm-hmm. type thing. But um, all the while still hanging out with me and like have, you know, be, you know, using me as a resource for things, right. you know, monetary. Taking your energy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was, you know, I think I was like, because... Because we hang out, we do creative things, because we, you know, can have these long conversations or because we have, you know, listen to music together. This means that we have this relationship. But I had never been exposed to what a relationship really could be. So I did not know, you know. I think always in the back of my mind, there was like, yes, he's older than you. I feel like that you always have the like, do I know better type thing, you know, where you're already, you, 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 you see the signs, but you're like, but this is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in some ways also, like he was not a flashy, attractive person. Like he hit me as the underdog as like, Oh, I done found a gem 
mm-hmm. in the rough. Like I found like somebody yeah. undiscovered uh-huh. smart man, you know what I mean? Like he was like really good at like art and other things and like was not that way outwardly. So yeah. I think that I kind of thought that like I had stumbled upon somebody that like, yes, this situation doesn't look great, but you don't know what I know type mm-hmm. thing. So. It's so funny because you're talking about this and around 19... 19- for me, 18, 19, I did the same thing. I got into a relationship with someone 11 years older than me. Mm. Much wiser, much, um, definitely a hotep. <laughs> definitely talked his shit. It was basically trying to make me one of his many women. Mm. And I thought I was the only one. Um, and had I been older, and I stuck out with, I stuck with him for maybe four years. That was a long, drawn-out mess of me trying to prove to him that I was worthy of him and also trying to convince him to choose me when I became aware that there were other people, Mm. but never telling him that I knew, but always just trying to one up those women so he could somehow come to his senses, Mm. which was like sick. Now that I'm older, I'm like, Oh, I could just, if I would have just ran, (laughs) but I didn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Praise him. But, um, or her, but, when you got pregnant, mm-hmm. what did you feel, and what was what was the what was it what was the conversation with him? What happened? Well, that's that's where, of course, people's real colors come in because all of a sudden, you know, now it's not just you know oh we're having a relationship. Now it's like remember you know you weren't really into birth control and women's bodies being locked down by whatever, you know, the beast. And now I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. And isn't this beautiful? He tried it. And, you know, he was like, oh. But you wasn't on a Mariah. (laughs) Yo, when I tell you, you must know the the Hotep script. So he was like, he was like, I thought you were on birth control. But but he was. But we talked about how, you know, because I think I had gone into, you know, Planned Parenthood and talked about it, but. He was like, yo, like, they're just trying to get in your body doing X, Y, and Z, you know. Don't you know all that, that stuff. The Planned Parenthood was founded by yeah. a woman that would <laughs> experiment on black women oh, and, and abortions are stealing the babies <laughs> that they're going to clone, that you're going to walk down the street, see someone look just like, yes, all that. Whoa, oh, God. God. I ain't never heard that. Fucking your head yes, up. Dude. Abortions are, so it's like. In the name of the ancestors. <laughs> When, when you were sci-fi hoteps, <laughs> then you got like a whole nother Afro thing. Afro-futuristic <laughs> hotep. Damn. So yeah, no, he he would say a lot of crazy stuff, but you know, I'm I'm listening. I'm blindly like, like, you know, you a blah, gem, blah, blah, baby. Yeah, exactly. He's so smart. Exactly. He's so wise. He's trying to protect me. And I like to mention that this isn't, of course, as we all know, this was not his first child. Oh, so we already had a not but you know, it's uh, not like I was in the dark. Like I knew about his other kids. Like let me tell kids? you, like this man's life was like <laughs> laid out in front of me very, very clearly. But you, you know were a I mean? baby. I was a baby, but you know, I would say I was a very optimistic person, and I, you know, so I, I don't want to give myself that I was the baby <laughs> thing because I know a lot of girls who would be who were like, he's a lot older than you. He is not giving you the signs. You know, I had like another he ain't girlfriend. Taking care of none of his other yeah, kids. Yeah, like because well, they would be around me. He, I would see him taking care of them, but I didn't know what taking care of kids oh, yeah. was. Really was. Even even though I had my own my father that was a uh, like you know around minimally, and I knew that wasn't okay. I would we would go we would take his kids places. 
we would go out places with his children. So, and you're but around his kids, so why would you not think like you're in it? Right, right. I'm kind of like around. I mean, they, he would bring them over to my house. We would go to the park with them. You know, I knew about his children, and there was nothing hidden. So that's another thing. Is just like, yeah, he's fine with his life. And look at him being a good father. You know, like the minimalist things that a man mm-hmm. can drop in your life for you to be like, that's right, you're doing great. I, but yeah, like age-wise, like I want to give it up to all the girls that I knew that were like, nah, he's too old. Or mm-hmm. the men, the young men that I knew that were like, nah, he's too old. You know, and like, you know, I can always bring it back to, you know, a positive place and be like, oh, I wouldn't have my daughter if I didn't go through that right. ridiculousness in my life. Um, but yeah, like that was so definitely he, a time. He... he then left or he was in so so he started to things started to wane things started to be even more um so he like we would be together when I was pregnant we would go place together we would do stuff together he would you know but the conversation tried started to be different Mm -hmm. you know energy has shifted the energy has shifted I remember coming to him and being like you know can you believe my aunt said that I should get an abortion and he was like you should get an abortion you're 19 like so you know like he he quickly quickly all of the awesome things about like all of his explanations for you know whatever women's reproduction and the beast and all like all those little conversations started to trickle down into this is a serious thing you know like his, his switch went off um and he was also seeing somebody else to find out come to find out and who he now has more children with so yeah, like he, Hotep I think he just Hotep like yeah, and he was and he was old yeah, like he was older like he's I know I know twenty seven year olds that he you know that were more responsible than him at this time but um, yeah I just think that um, like I said the canon of like once someone gets pregnant you see how real shit is yeah. like that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. um, so yeah that. That was pretty much the end of it after a certain point. Just, you know, you can just, I've never been one to really follow anybody around. And I'll say that about myself. Like, I've been very happy about um, my inability to follow after somebody. Like, my interest kind of turns off or things just get to be too much. And I get, and I get back into my, like, I need to be alone. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm waiting for somebody else to do right by me, I am wasting a load of time. Mm-hmm. So I will say quickly after that happened, you know, he fell off. Like he he would come around and see her. You know, he he never fully left anywhere. Like he's always been in her life. But the person who he really was became to be very, very evident. Um, so, yeah, that is the... Got it. <laughs> that is the situation with him. So then you have your beautiful daughter mm-hmm. and you chose to... To keep her, to not terminate the pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, despite, you know, the relationship starting, starting to dwindle. And then what happens when you have your daughter? Like, I remember seeing a post, I think, when, I think that was when Facebook was life, <laughs> and seeing a post of her, and she was obviously sick. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. What's hap- what, what happened? What's going, you know, like, and being very concerned and, like, not knowing, so not wanting to reach out and, like, not wanting to overstep, but just, I think I remember, I think I, I was a creep and, like, I saved the picture, 
of her and was just, and I would pull it up and like say a prayer and be like, I don't know what's going on, but I hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So what, when, she, when you finally gave birth, became a mom, you're a single mom oh, doing your thing. Beth, shout out to you. That's unbelievable. Right. Oh like, my God. Take, taking on a lot. And then mm-hmm. what happens? Um, so, so with my daughter, um, we found out she was sick by mistake. Oh, wow. So her, her, she had a virus that was just lasting way too long. Um, and so her doctor was like out of the office. We took her to CHOP because they're always there, you know. And we thought that she had, um, the doctor was like, you know what? I'm listening to her lungs. It might be RSV, might be pneumonia. I'm just going to go check her lungs. I'm just going to get an x-ray and check her lungs in case there's too much liquid in it. We know that it's pneumonia. We're going to rule that out. Um, and she came back and I forget what happened. It was a series of really weird, like instances where a doctor would come in the room. Like you could tell that like something else was being discussed, discussed. Um, and you know, I've been in hospitals before, like you just, I just thought they were taking too long for whatever reason. Um, and eventually like somebody came down from oncology and was like, okay, like we see something that we, you know, that we've noticed is a little concerning in her scan. Um, and then, you know, proceed to do tests, urine tests, blood tests, you know, a day, a check-in at the emergency room just became like a whole long day, night of just being there. Um, and just, you know, coming into, um, the understanding that Ishtar had like a, it's called neuroblastoma. Mm -hmm. So she had a, a thoracic tumor that was near her aorta and we needed to do, you know, just let us know like we would be getting chemo Mm -hmm. and that we would, um, try to shrink the tumor so that she could be operated on without affecting her heart. Um, how old was she? She was two. So we went into the hospital, I want to say fall winter ish. When she was two, she's her birthday's in September, early September. So yeah, it was it was really crazy. It kind of was one of those life occurrences that just happens whenever you know when you're told that this happens to only one in however many thousand people, and you're one of those people. So it was really it was really crazy. It was a whirlwind. Um, I was you know kind of finishing up school a little bit and had to just stop everything, like whatever progress I thought that I had going towards you know finishing school and doing other things. Like I had to take that moment as a mom. Cause I was, I was a very self-conscious young mother about being a young mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like had that moment, I guess, one of just those adult moments where you have, where you're like, oh, I have to stop everything and like really focus on my baby right now. And, um, CHOP is one of those places where you see children going through horrible life. Children's th- Hospital of Philadelphia. Ch- yeah. Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. They're amazing. Um, it's, but it is one of those places where you see children where you're like, oh, you're, you're going to be living here or like we, we might be leaving in a certain amount of months, but you won't type thing. So like oh, it puts you, puts you in a lot, puts a lot of perspective on your personal situation. So, um, yeah, it was really, it was a really crazy time. That was when my, my, um, my family's always been there for me, but that was like a time where that, like, I feel like really solidified, like my mother, my sister and I, um, like it wasn't like oh Ishar and Beth are going through this. They would be like living at the hospital if they needed. They'd be there overnight. They're the next morning bringing food. You know, like 
um, taking moments with her, knowing, going, coming to um, appointments, knowing exactly what was going on with my child. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes very clear in your life, like who is, mm-hmm. who are the people that like don't see themselves as separate from you. Right. Um, and I, my friends were amazing too. Like we had a great, I had tons of support. Um, but yeah, I think I did. I answer the question. Yeah, were you angry at all, or like what when you heard that? Mm-hmm. Like. What went through your head outside of like, okay, I need to focus? Like, what was, I I mean, I just don't, I I can't even fathom, like, Mm -hmm. my cat getting sick, let alone my child, you know, my child, I'm a young mother, you were just making, like you said, all this progress, and then it just felt like, why? I would have been possibly playing the victim of like a, why me? Right, right. Why me? Why us? That kind of thing. Like, how did you deal with that? And how were you able to manifest her healing? Like, how did you, how? Just how? So this is another situation in which, um, I think her father's ideologies were still in my head a little bit. So I, at first, I was, of course, just, like, shocked. It was just kind of hard to swallow. Like, I'm a very slow to realize something's happening until, like, my life starts to actually, like, change in certain ways. And so I think I, I think I was in disbelief for a little while. Like, I understood what was going on, was processing it. You're signing, like, thousands of papers. You're saying, yes, you can do this test. Yes, you can do that test. But I didn't really get it. Like, I, it didn't really, like... Um, yeah, like I, I would say it, it really hit me like um, the morning when I guess she had had chemotherapy. I remember walking to the hospital with her because we don't live far from CHOP. So I was on foot walking to CHOP and she was thro- throwing up because oh. of the effects of chemo in her stroller. I just remember being like, like, oh, like this is, yeah, like this is in my baby's body. This is... You know, just like kind of being like, this is what my life is going to entail a little bit. Because I remember seeing, you know, you see chemo parents in the waiting room and stuff. And you're like, oh, look what they're going through. Look what they're going through. But then like it's you and you're like, oh, shit. Like this is my life too a little bit. So, um, So, yeah, it was, I think... I admitted to somebody at one point how, you know, I felt really selfish about how, you know, just being a young mom, I was kind of like, I'm in school, I'm doing really well, and why is life doing this right mm-hmm. now? Why why am I, like, why my baby? But also, like, like, what does this mean? Like, it was a lot to process because I still had a very, like, young, insecure way of thinking about my life. And real, it was one of those mommy times, you know, when, you know, as a mom or... In, when in care of anybody, when something happens and you just have to stop your life to be like, there's nothing more important right now than you and what you need. Like that was, that was a lot. That was a lot for me to take in, but that was, you know, you, you know, you have those adult moments that like raise you really quickly. And that was one of them which where I was just like, you know, just really learned about selflessness. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, shout out to CHOP. That was, that's an amazing hospital. I don't think Ishar knew she was in the hospital. You know, she was young. But CHOP is the kind of place where you walk in and they, instead of, you know, this very sterile environment, there's little cars and carts to wheel kids around to where they want to go. 
there's art all over the walls, all kind of stuff happening. So it was a fun house. It was, it was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, they have child life coordinators that like bring, bring them all kinds of crazy stuff to do. You're kind of like, wow, this is where all this money goes that is donated. Like they distract your children from what is going on a lot of the time. So I will say that buffered some of the experience that we were just like cared for in a crazy way. Like as soon as they found out my insurance didn't work out for CHOP, Health Partners is not <laughs> a ch- uh, insurance that is covered by CHOP, just to let you know. Wow. Um, we were, they immediately made sure that we went down to another office that figured out how we were going to get funding. So like I was very supported. I was very loved and cared for in that experience. So yeah, that it was, it was a lot to take in, but like there was a lot there to kind of care for me as well. I was given a therapist, like that's great yeah there were a lot oh, of wow, they had therapy they had therapy i remember going in there and being like and talking about my daughter and then um asking if i could vent about something else like i remember being like can i also talk about something else i just remember her being like you can talk about whatever you want like you come here every day and talk about like whatever you want you that's know so good yeah there it's it's a it's a really amazing place they should have that kind of care for adults but it's it's a really amazing place so yeah to answer your question it was a lot to take in, but it was definitely one of those moments that made me grow up. Like, yeah. Can, can I talk a little bit about, are you going to stick with, can I talk a little bit about early, early motherhood and that mm-hmm. shame? I don't know if yeah. it was shame. I just named it. Sorry. Yeah. But that, no, that insecurity what it is. Yeah. of being a young mother and um, it's, it's so amazing because you, you guys have a squad similar to our squad and mm-hmm. that you know there's friendships that were built in high school that have continued into adulthood and a lot of you guys have had children young mm-hmm. but all of you guys are like getting your masters and going to school like it it you have definitely whether you were partnered or not have moved forward and haven't been deterred from you know the formula of going to college getting your degree stabilizing you know, alongside being a new mom. Mm-hmm. And that's always blown my mind because motherhood for me as a, as a young person was, was traumatic. It was, especially when it's not something that you planned, mm. especially when you're abandoned, your child's abandoned yeah. and you're super young and you don't even know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So can you just talk up? Cause I never knew that about you. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like what that experience was of, of being a new mother, being quote unquote unprepared and like always trying to show up and be like, I'm doing this. I can do this. You don't have to be ashamed of me. I'm not a statistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So being a young mom, um, that's all I could think about was how to prove that this is okay. What I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just felt like, you know, as a teen mom, you're, you know, you tell people you're pregnant and they're not, you know, they're kind of like, oh, this affliction is yeah. happening to you. Not like, congratulations, oh, this wow, is amazing, yeah. you know. And I understand because now I'm a mom of a teen. Mm-hmm. Now I understand, I completely understand. I don't, you know, it didn't take that long for me to understand, but it, it's, it's real to now be like, you know, Ishtar, you can't have a kid because our kids will be too close together. You know, like, you can't, you know, like you can't have a kid because you got this whole life to live. And then being like, oh, I can't say that to you because you're my whole life to live. Let me stop. You know, so I think that um, there was a lot of emotions to process about being a young mom um, because you are really I was trying to prove um, not only that I'm 
being young makes me a great mom. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I'm going to run circles around all of you other moms who are, you know, doing things just right by age. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to be a teen. My baby's going to be 18. I'm going to be 38. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be back out in the world, whatever, you know? Um, and I think I fell into maternity in a beautiful way. Like I'm not going to lie. I was a dope mom for 19. Um, I think I would have been a dope mom at any time because my maternal instincts came out in a way that I'm I'm still impressed with. I remember my mom. You were probably making her own baby food and everything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yo, we, I mean, I mean, you know, I just, the, the strives that I made to make sure that, like, I, that I was hitting all the notes of being a concerned mom. Just also, sometimes anxiety steps in and teach you how to do shit right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your worry about doing shit wrong teaches you how to do things right because you're just like, I don't, you know, when you have a baby, you're like, you're so tiny and vulnerable. Like, I have to make sure you don't die on a daily basis. I have to make sure that you are alive. So um, I think I fell into maternity beautifully. I think I did a great job. Um, I think I had a great support system. But yes, like school, I, I will say going to college is something I regret. I regret mm, the wow. debt that I have from going to college simply because I needed to prove that I could go to college and be a young I mother. I will never, <laughs> I will, I, you know, it's funny because I talk to my daughter about college now. It's a very different conversation, but I will say that if you are going to school to satisfy a level, to, to look like you are successful and to look like you are responsible, then you are about to waste a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I made sure, you know, I went to I went to art school, was accepted directly from a certificate program to a master's program. Um, and I don't know that I needed to be doing art. And I don't even know that I needed to take the money that I did have to go to school and um, put my daughter in daycare. Like, I would have done it completely differently now um, because, you know, I just think I needed time to figure out what I wanted to do before I wasted some important money on it. Um, but I really tried to do kind of everything to look like I was on top mm-hmm. of my responsibilities mm-hmm. and that like I was doing exactly what I would be doing if I hadn't been pregnant. So, right. yeah. So I think being a young mom, like I, I will say, you know, that that really got me interested in the world of maternity mm-hmm. um, because there was no, like there, the, except for my friends, which became the most beautiful thing ever, there was no... Um, like young mothers league of like other interested young moms in like loving having a baby and just being able to not be in the like older woman's support group looking like a baby with a baby, you know? Um, And so I think that um, in many ways having a baby was, was great for me at the time. Um, Even though I had a lot of insecurities about it, like I do think that raised me up in a way that I don't know that school was going to or living out in, you know, the world, you know, I have a lot of different ways that I look back and think about it, but I definitely feel like I became an adult once my child was born in a way that, yeah, like you you just learn, it's the innocence, it's the loss of innocence. You all of a sudden, you have an innocent person to worry about. You are no longer (laughs) this young, vulnerable person. You need to be there for another young, vulnerable person. So yeah, being a young mom had a lot of mixed emotions, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like I'm very proud of, very proud of my my mothering abilities with Come my on, baby. Come on, perspective, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, you talked about how that got you into your the world that you're into now. You are mm-hmm. a doula. Yes, I'm a postpartum doula. Um, 
So I started that journey um, in the midst of being a young mom, in the midst of going to school. Um, I started to become interested in being a birth doula. It's interesting. So before I found out that my daughter had um, cancer, I was took a birth doula class and quickly realized I cannot be a birth doula because I cannot be on call with a young kid, especially <laughs> one who was sick. So immediately yeah. it was like, nah, I can't be a birth doula, but I really loved helping women breastfeed. Mm. Really oh, loved wow. like the idea of like helping women breastfeed, and I was gung-ho because it took me a lot to learn how to do that. Wow. And it took me like two weeks to figure it out, and wow. I was all about, you know, I'm going to help other young moms. I'm going to be the young black mom that comes into your, you know, room you know, post labor and I'm, you're going to relate to me better than the old white women that are helping Mm you. And so I did a internship at Penzi. So Pennsylvania um, hospital has a uh, organization called solutions for women where they cater to all women's needs, like breast cancer, you know, um, like bra fitting, um, postpartum Mm -hmm. needs. Like, you know, they have lactation consultants there in the store, um, it's just like a great resource for women at Pennsylvania Hospital. And so I followed around um, two of their older lactation consultants that have been there for years, just going in and out of women's rooms. Do you want to breastfeed? Do you want to bottle feed? And kind of learning about what that world was. Um, and then I stopped for a while. And that was when I got my master's in fine art because I was accepted to the program. And um, so I kind of went the art direction for a minute. And then... I would say I was, you know, I was always helping people. I practically lived with Christina for a minute when she had her twins. Um, I had um, a lot of time with my own young friends where we all helped each other. And um, I was just walking to the gym with somebody and my sister. And this woman was also going to a class at the gym. And my sister was like, you know, what do you do for a living? And she was oh, I'm a dual, you know, I'm a dual, I have a business called Duels of Philadelphia. My sister was like, oh, my sister used to do that. And literally we had like a block or two of a, uh, a talk about being a doula and how I was still kind of interested in that world. And she was, ended up having a meeting with me and was like, yo, if you get trained, I will employ you immediately. Cause I need, she was trying to build like a, a group of women that could go around to different people's houses and just be on call as a doula. Um, for postpartum and birth care. So I've been working for her, um, in addition to being an art teacher, for the past two years. Oh, wow. Um, And just being, basically, I'm helping women breastfeed. I'm staying up with your baby at night while you get some sleep. Um, I am kind of, like, you know, it's, it's amazing how many folks come home with the baby and are like, I don't know how to bathe the baby. I don't know how to, like, there's so many things that you don't think about. Like, you're so worried about doing about breaking your child in the first, you know, 24 <laughs> hours of being home. So it's, it's you know, it's interesting because as a seasoned mom, I'm like, oh, you know, wash baby with the washcloth. But it's amazing how, like, people are like, no, like, I don't know how to hold my child. I don't know how to, you know, you know, change a diaper properly. What is this? Is the belly button stump looking yeah, okay? What is, you know, is the circumcision <laughs> looking okay? Yeah, there's so many questions, and it's just kind of been my opportunity to do what I feel like I do best right now, which is to help um, just ease women into the postpartum life. And a lot of it right now is, is you know, I always say um, I want to diversify my work a little bit more because a lot of it right now is affluent women who can afford Got it. to pay me almost, you know, 250 a night to come to their homes and be with them. And I'm 
I've had some folks that I've worked with where I feel like we're on a very similar level and socioeconomically, but you know, right now I am working with um, a different crowd of people. And so I'm kind of lurking, working, looking to expand my work and kind of team up with mothers that have, do not have those resources and have more of a, um, I guess it just feels very different to be in someone's home who you know does not have any support at yeah. all. So It sounds like a Sable Collective event. Yo. Oh. Let's go. Yeah. I, but I think I'm so excited for the work that you're doing mm. and for the attention now that's coming around black mothers and labor, mm. especially the experience for just in healthcare, but especially for black mothers and the higher mortality rates for the mothers and the mm. children that exist. Yeah. And... I just feel like black women especially are returning well community building is becoming it's always been important but it's like especially in Philly I feel like everybody's like what are you doing I do this yeah. let's get together how can we build this That's so that you're we can offer make it happen we're all we're yeah. all doing it we're all doing it but it's so important because that's just fucking community like mm-hmm. people are paying for community mhm seriously yeah you're paying to have a sister come to your house and be like, actually, this is how you do it with the baby. You know, this is this is how you nurse, blah blah blah. So it's it's wild, and I I'm excited to figure out. And there's so many brilliant minds out there. Somebody's listening. How we can get grants or get funded to to keep the community together, to keep to make Black women feel safe through this life altering passage. Right. It's no joke. It's crazy, but that's amazing. So we yeah. need to put our minds together. If anybody's listening, please call Sable at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I hate fund it. You. That, was quick. that was real quick. I hate her so much. The worst. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, I didn't realize, I would say, you know, you brought up that, like, our squad of friends had, we all had each other. I mean, mm-hmm. literally. And you all, most of y'all had babies. We all ended up like in this progression, like having babies. You just like, had I like a whole community, a why tribe. Why from each other is what mom. I want to know. <laughs> what what? What? Our group didn't either. <laughs> Your ass was pregnant at Amanda's baby shower, not saying nothing. <laughs> what? Just what? look at, she was at Amanda's baby shower, sitting there but the pregnant. didn't come yet. Not saying a goddamn thing. Go I was looking at, and I was like, Shanti is being so weird at this shower. mm -hmm. She was sitting there pregnant like, the Uh, early days are so weird because you are not trying to give in. People, and women know. I will tell you so how many jokes a woman made to me at work about like, you acting funny. You pregnant? You be everybody. Why did you ask for all that cream cheese on your bagel? You pregnant? You be like, you be like, no. No, you know, you like, but you want to tell people, but you're also like, I don't, I mean, because the reality is like, I am a pro-choice person. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I don't know if I'm having, right. you know, I don't know what's going on, but I, um, but yeah, I feel like women, women know. Like, my so mother asked me directly. It. My mother made a joke about it. What she said? My mom was in Guatemala visiting family mm-hmm. and it just so happened that my cousin Grace was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So my mom calls me and she's like, <laughs> Yeah, Gracie's going through it. Christina, Christina's going through it. I'm so happy you're not pregnant. And I was like, Did you say anything? I was like, I am pregnant. She was like, What? No, you told her why you're she playing. I'm sure. I wasn't. I was gonna wait till she comes home, but she says some shit like, "I'm so happy you're not pregnant. You're not pregnant, are you?" And I was like, "You were like, I'm telling you now. I am." She was like, "Oh no." (laughs) My mom revealed to me when she was pregnant. My mom grew up in a very different household than I did. Two parent, very like successful radiologist and nurse. Oh wow! Big museum looking house. house. Um, very silver spoon, Massachusetts family. Like, um, and she revealed to me that she was pregnant at 19. So she couldn't say nothing. My mom was very honest that she couldn't really say nothing to me, but her mother took her to England to have an abortion. England. She took her ass away to have an abortion. Cause I think my grandma was like, no, we don't do that. You know? Um, my grandma was very, very much so like, didn't even want my mom to wear, you know, this is old school. Like back in the day, she didn't even want her to wear like uh, pants on an airplane. I remember that being the story of like, she's the type of, you need to wear a skirt. You need to have your hair up, you know, type woman. Um, so my mom mom immediately told, you know, I think that she had a lot of, I think my mom, maybe not shame. That's, I mean, probably shame, but I think she had, you know, some sad feelings about me being young and pregnant. I know people in our community said all kinds of stuff to her, like, Mm. oh shit, like, how did that happen? Or like, you know, I'm sure she felt like all eyes were on her, but I felt like her. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because y'all are not airing out your abortion business doesn't mean (laughs) we don't know about y'all. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, my mom, like, that's, when my mom told me that, I was like, like, she, she let me know that she was going through it. Um, and didn't know what to do about the situation. But I felt like she was really fair with like, yeah, I got pregnant 19 too. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to lie, you know? Wow, what a relief um, for you to so, hear that. What it is- was it was a relief. I would say my mom was really, a, like, she really, um, she's an outspoken person, but she really, like, knew how to reel it in for me as a, as a young parent. She and gave she, you what yeah. she probably needed. Yeah, 
She, I think she did that, and I also think that, once again, I think she was scared of pushing me away. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that's a whole other concept. How old is your so. daughter now? Your so she's 14. So oh, like you it. have, like, a plan of, like, how you, <laughs> she going to make it to 25 without... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about it now. And, yeah. you know, her school has... She is... Been talking about it. That is so great. Thank you. And so, I think she's beautiful. Like, dealing, how does she deal with, or how do you talk to her about dealing with attraction? Like, that's why I tell my daughter, you're going to be beautiful. Boys are going to want to smell you and be close (laughs) to you. (laughs) They are. They're going to want to be close and smell you. And she was like, what? That's good. Creep her out. Smell Creep her me. Out. But like, people She's gonna be like, "Are you trying to smell to you. me? What are you trying to do?" But how do you talk? To, how do you how do you prepare her to deal with that energy that is? going to be the force to stop yeah, like, she's gonna you, attract it ain't force. no stopping that she's been energy. i've been dealing with that from from since she was younger i've been dealing with that my my daughter is built in a way that i never was physically like <laughs> oh. i don't i mean she must get it from her father i don't know where she gets it from but she is um built attractive physically yeah. she's a very attractive girl i've seen no. people look at her <laughs> in ways i i'm telling you when i tell Damn. you I go through it. I go through it, and I want to be a crazy person. Do and it. Go off on everybody, <laughs> and I have a really hard. We got time. bail money. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. We'll hold you down. This is know. a community, right? A collective. It is so crazy to to see her now, and also to give her advice because sometimes the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, "Are you sexist? Like, what kind of shit did you just <laughs> say to your daughter? Why you got to put your long skirt on?" Yeah. <laughs> And she knows to ca- she knows to call me on it because she's because she sees me talking about talking to somebody else talking to my partner right. about mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if that girl's wearing that doesn't mean she's that you know we debate back and forth and so she hears me say that but then when she comes downstairs and something that I don't like and she does um, and she does and she does because once she got her own money she knew to go to the store and get all the things I say no to oh. so yeah I give some real sexist advice I will say I gave what else did I say. <laughs> But just, just the idea of like, anytime there's a sexual, if, if there were to be a sexual endeavor between her, the way I operate from, the way I speak to her about it is as if she doesn't want it at all. It always make it about, he wants this from you, he right. wants that from you. And I think yeah. she's like, what if I was the one who put that energy out there? And in, in my mind, I'm like, no, you didn't. That's not you. You know, but um, so it's like, I'm, I say, real, I say wow, things where I'm like, what am I really that's trying to teach that's my really baby right now? Yeah, I, see cra- I say crazy things. And it's, it's hard. And I have my sister who's been my like, co-parent. So we always go back and forth. Oh, um, but she, um, yeah, telling her to dress a certain way. Um, talking to her about boys, and I often tell her to cut people off. Did you talk to you like that? Cut them off. <laughs> cut them off. You know, and it's my sister, my baby is kind of, it's interesting. She's like, no, I want to work through it. I want to talk about it. I'm like, no, 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 they're done. They're done. You know? <laughs> red flag. <laughs> Motherfucker, red flag. First red flag. <laughs> there's plenty, there's plenty more fish in the sea. You know, I say all of that because, you know, she's getting noticed. I know there's boys that like her. I know she has a boyfriend. She's in a, she's in a relationship. <gasps> oh, Shut my God. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I, I yeah, it, it makes you crazy. I, I don't heard know what this you're gonna one do. study, and I repeat it all mm-hmm. the time because this is I'm not educated, so I only use this one reference <laughs> yeah. all the time. Why <laughs> <laughs> <Boy>, her? <laughs> and anybody who knows me well is probably rolling their eyes by now. Like, bitch, do you have any other evidence? But there was your party a study in Sweden or some European country where she don't even need. They don't even country. know where it is. Why are you like this? <laughs> 
Hakeem's still here from last Uh-oh. week, y'all. I didn't touch anything, did I? You're fine. Okay, okay. There was, they had a lower incidence of um, teenage pregnancy. Mm. Kid, the, they they weren't having young mothers and and single mothers or single parents weren't happening, and so they they did a study as to why, and the research showed that parents at a very young age talked about and in, reinforced quality interactions and relationships. Not rather it being he just wants to get in your pants, stay away from him, you better wait. It was more like oh, you have a partner. Partnership looks like this. It mm-hmm. looks like you feeling safe. Does he make you laugh? Do you, would you bring him around your family? Do you share the same interests? Do you share the same friends? So kind of reinforcing, not saying you're not going to have a relationship, but reinforcing quality relationships where respect, honesty, mm-hmm. um, consent, all of these th- safety. Consistency. Consistency. Uh, we're about to... <laughs> triggered. These are things that at a young age, children expect and and initiate in their relationship Mm -hmm. so that had that been what we were taught, or I'll just speak for myself at a younger age, I would have been able to identify and know like, right. I don't really fuck with him like that. He don't really fuck with, he doesn't make me feel good or he makes Mm -hmm. me feel, he puts me down or I don't feel safe around him. I would never bring him around my friends and I don't Mm. like his friends. And that would be determined, you know, that would determine outcomes of relationships. So maybe that's what I'm going to try to do with Jojo. If she tells me anything, but she gonna have some raggedy don't. human being that she ain't gonna bring around me. Don't say that. Listen, they learn Wait. how. They learn how to um hide some raggedy person. stuff. Like they learn. I mean, they know how to please you, especially if you are someone that talks to your kid a lot. You know, like they know how to Why? like say things to hit all the points yep. that you want to hear. Oh, shit. Um, and it's hard with my baby because I'm a long-winded MF. Like I really sit there and like talk and talk and talk. And you can see her like, <laughs> you know, and she did that from a little, from a young age. Like ask me, mom, what is God? Why do people go to church? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like talking about it. And then I see her like, I just, I don't know. I just wanted you to say I, God I, is love. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to explain with somebody people worship in a house of worship, blah blah blah. But you know, like she, it's hard for her to listen to me. So I have so there's resistance already, maybe. I think she just like knows that I will go on forever about all kinds of things, and you know, I I try to instill like you know have people in her life. I tell you know I talk to her about my friends. You know I might tell her about like talk to her about like me and Christina talk about relationships. Christina has a young cousin that she you know had good talks with when she was younger when she was thinking about boys. So like you know I use examples of people that she knows. I'm very upfront with her. Um, I'm very upfront. Like I really don't like let things go. Like you know if she's watching a movie that's inappropriate. We talk about what's happening in the movie. That was always my introduction to what she actually knows. Cause I'd be like, do you know what that means? You know what that, and what he said to her in that movie. And she's like, yes, it means X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, like you're already aware of this. (laughs) Seriously. But yeah, no, I mean, um, but she's been a really hard one, but she's seeing you now. Mm-hmm. In your new relationship. Yeah, so she's seeing me. She's seeing, I mean, we talk. And you have a, a new lot. baby. I have so a new bad. baby. Hey! I almost made her watch that birth. I almost made her stay in the room for the birth. And 
it didn't yeah, happen, but I really <laughs> thought that that might have an effect on her in some ways. <laughs> but once again, that's my shoddy um, advice is to be like, watch this baby come right out of here. and get scared. Right and here. Get scared. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because that was a scary thing for her to see. So she came in the room after it. She came like right after the baby was born. But um, yeah, like she sees the relationship and you know, there any, I would say that like, I've always had insecurity about like, you know, her seeing the ups and downs of my relationship and being like, if she sees this, she's going to think this. If she sees that, she's going to think that. And also I, like, I had to come to a place where I'm like, she sees me with a healthy like person that loves me. So no matter what quarreling she sees, no matter what she thinks about whatever's going on between the two of us, like she does see a man coming to me every day with open arms being like, in my face, Let's like I love, I'm right I here. Like I might, we might have our ups and downs, but I am right here. And like you know, I consistent. think that cons- he's consistent. And you know, even though he's he's a big energetic man, he's always in her face. You know, playing around <laughs> with her. You know, I think it's just that every day that's where he is, and that's that's what's important. Like you know, I think as we get older in our relationships, we come up with these points to hit. Like, he can't, he can't do this. You can't do that. This is a non-negotiable. I will say that he has all the, like, the the things that, like, I want her to see in terms of, like, somebody being like, I'm in love with you. We might be crazy together, but I'm in love with you. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, it's But you have an interesting, interesting relationship with him, right? We do. We have a very interesting relationship. Sh- I, Shanti just told me this, and I was like, say what? Yeah. So can you tell the people, what is... You kind of are goals. I, you are goals. Goal. You're that's definitely Shanti's goal. Shanti was like, like this is doing? amazing. <laughs> that is what I want. I want nobody in my space all the goddamn no, I, time. So I don't know how I found out about this. Oh, we talked about it. It came up. Well, you we came, were at Shashina Bray's uh, yeah, workshop. We, we at, did a workshop together. So you and your yeah. partner have been together for how long? We are going in June. We will be seven years. Yeah. Seven years together. Yeah. yeah. They're a blended family. He has children. He has two boys. You have yeah. your daughter. And so. She has two daughters. Two, well, before, yes. before, okay. before the baby came mm-hmm. on the scene. But, like, I was always shocked that you didn't, you don't subscribe to this formula of you find somebody, you guys are in love, you get together, you move in together, you get married, then you have your baby, everything's fine. And you were like, no, actually, I, I'm happy living with my mom and my sister, yeah. and I don't think... I ever want to really move with him. Whatever happens, like mm-hmm. I really like my space. And that is considering so you even have kid bringing a child into this world and still honoring and him honoring and both of you guys and respecting out, it. Mm-hmm. Even though it probably may be painful. I mean, it may not be easy because it's so just logistically, I don't know how you guys blending are doing families. That now. Is, I don't I want to I want to hear from somebody who says blending families is easy. I want to hear that from one person. <laughs> It might be easy for one person, but right. I'm saying like, but, but just yeah. the fact that you're like, we gonna do this, we gonna have a baby, but I'm actually gonna stay in my own space, and mm-hmm. I'll see you, you know, seven, six days out of the week. But I really need this one day where me and my, I, I'm, I'm away from you, and you have your space, and I have mine. So mm-hmm. like, how, how, <laughs> especially with a new baby, tell yeah. us, just so. It's interesting. So it's still working itself out. Um, I will say that having a daughter, one of my biggest fears from when she was younger up until now is being with the wrong person in front of her. Um, Moving her into a situation where she has to see me pack my shit up and move out. That, for me, 
the the fear of that was always heavier than the fear of like not being able to move in with somebody and have this like nuclear family i've always been like shit is so good where i am right now like i live with we have a very like unique situation you know and i know that's not something everybody has and that it's not a place everybody can operate from but i have such an um, crazy amount of emotional support in my own in the home that i grew up in and the home that i've been raising my daughter in um, and such an amazing relationship with my mother and my sister that it's been hard to think about compromising that for anything else. And I would never, it would never be a compromise, but I would say that, um, it's such a good foundation for my daughter. And I, I receive so much emotional love and support that there's some things that I haven't needed from a relationship, um, with a oh. man. So, and it's not, you know, it's, it's weird, you know, Christian, Christian feeds me in amazing different ways, but then it is to like have uh, immediate family he's support. he's a cherry on top. Yeah. He's a cherry on top. I would say that I've always had like three parents in a home with my, with my daughter. Um, I really have had people who have been like, go off, go do what you need to do type thing in life. Like we all kind of are there for each other. And like I said, when my daughter was sick, like my family is, they don't see themselves as being separate. Like if she's in the hospital, they're at the hospital, you know? So the first reason that I would say I would ne- I've never moved out or like ventured out for a for a relationship was just like I'm not moving my kid in somewhere where she's uncomfortable or where I'm not sure if we can make this work and she might see some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that people who have that situation put their kid in a a, a crazy position. It's just I've always been I've always been career minded in terms of going to school, in terms of finding work, in terms of working on my own projects, and it's just been like that has been the house where I can have studio space and I can have my kid watched and I can have um, an awesome relationship with my family members. So there's there's a lot that goes into like me living with um, my mother and my sister and caring for my daughter that um, has just made me not. You know, while it was always cool to like have the idea of having a a nuclear family um, with a man or woman, like I really just never, you know, I never was like sought it to the extent that I was disappointed if I didn't have it. And so Christian and I have been together for a minute. We went through mutual friends, um, and there was always this like he would always joke and be like are we going to have a kid and move in? Are we going to move in together? Or are we going to wait for these kids to get older and go off and like explore and do other stuff? And I, I mean, he's come from a relationship where he had two children. So in some ways, like, I think he loves having his home and his, What's um, his sign? I'm sorry. He's Sagittarius. Oh, he's a Sagittarius. Oh, that's it's why it works. Nothing but Sagittarius. Oh, that's you why know, it works. But we're also mad fiery, <laughs> so we're also, Christ. you know, can go back and forth but it's in also a way. Like, I love never you, seen but before. we need our independence. I love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just, I also just realized that's how I am. Like, going back into me telling my baby to cut people off. Like, I am, I do actually get my energy from being alone, more so. Um, I need, yes, I need... I do need space. Um, and, you know, like I haven't had a lot of different situations of seeing what it is to live with different groups of people. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is to try to live in a house full of roommates or to be in a college dorm, you know, where you kind of experience if, you know, you like being with certain groups of people or not. It just has worked out this way in a, in a manner where I've just been like, um, 
I mean, number one, I think with Ishtar and I, I got to a point as a mom where I was like, it's kind of me and Ishtar against the world. I don't care what happens. I need to be successful and my kid needs to be taken care of. Like I kind of got past the wanting a man Mm -hmm. and a nuclear situation. I also think that I've had amazing women around me who have been, who have really rejected having children and being in a relationship because they got some other stuff going on that just takes more precedence over a relationship. And I've also seen a lot of relationships not do so well. I've seen the like very typical situations sometimes where like you go off and you move, it doesn't work out and you got to leave and, or, you know, you're in a relationship for amount of time and feelings just peter out. So like, I've also just seen that like that, that ideal doesn't work for everybody. And just also, you know, kind of finding strength in what I like in my household and being like, I, you know, I don't kind of need that. It just would be nice if I had a relationship, you know? So and you guys are working God damn it. You're working the way that things are. So like, yeah. why? Yeah. Like I never saw it any, I've never seen anybody's like perfect marriage. I've never seen anybody's perfect living situation. It seems like something funky happens in every home because when you get people together for a long period of time, it it things can go well but things can also not work out so like i think especially in the time we're in now like i think there's a lot more um support for women who aren't interested in having children for you know folks who do not want to have the typical like life situation of you know marriage baby you know riding out for till retirement you know like I think I've also just been privy to situations where people are like yeah I'm not gonna do it in the regular ass way like I'm not gonna do it there's nothing wrong with having that canon of baby you know marriage baby you know two-car garage type thing there's nothing wrong with having that vision but I think Things that like looking for relationships has always frustrated me. Kind of looking for things and doing things by a certain age has always frustrated me because that always sets me up in my mind for failure if I have to get things done by a certain time. Like time and love and relationships to me don't go together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And so mm. I really, yeah, like I will say that me and Christian, we're still figuring things out and seeing what it's like. You know, like right now I would say we're at his house a good portion of the week. And then there's um, time that my daughter, you know, she she wasn't really interested in moving out. Like she wasn't really interested in going anywhere. Um, And I'm okay with, you know, my mother and my sister, my mother and my sister still want her at home and still want a certain life with her living there. Um, And we don't live that far. So I've been able to spend a great deal of time at his house. And then there's a time in the week where his kids are gone and it's just me, him and the baby. And sometimes Ishtar's back at home and you know sometimes it's you know me her and christian so there's nobody there permanently throughout the week except for christian you know his he has his kids the bulk of the time but they also go and stay with their mom or will go away on vacations with her go away with him so it's a very like he already didn't have a very conventional situation Mm -hmm. and so we kind of like piece together this life and you know like I said it has ups and downs like anybody else's relationship it's a lot of logistics it's a lot of logistics it's a lot of logistics but we yeah I mean we're still in the honeymoon phase of bringing home a baby and starting mm-hmm. life together we're still in the like drinking beers and making dinner until 11 at night and going to sleep and doing the same thing the next day check in with me again when real life happens <laughs> and shit is crazy and we have logistics with a toddler you know what I mean oh. but right now 
Um, yeah, right now I think I'm just like, you know, just seeing what a first year of this life looks like. And if things don't work out, we slowly make our peace and go where we need to go and share our, share our child's. And if things do work out, you know, we'll only spend more time together and be in each other's presence more with, you know, whatever, you know, however we entangle our, you know, work schedules or finances or living situations. So right now I'm chilling. It's great. But, you know, I... You're secure. You're standing on two feet. You're grounded. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing but love. I have nothing but people at one household waiting for me to come home and another household waiting for me to come home. That makes such a difference because it's like so many, I was talking to my grandmother and she was telling me how she got married because she didn't have a place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do it for stability. Yeah, and That's I was like, I'm, it's really important what? to, yeah, it's really important to note that like, yeah, had I not had the support system, I don't know what I would be looking for in relationships. Yeah. Like it might be very different. Imagine I might be for all kinds of security yeah. and yeah. everything else. Yeah, that's 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 something that like and and like I say like not everybody has it. like I've been, um, not everybody has it, but I, I mean, think we yeah. can create it. We can create it, and I think that like I also created a family with a squad of women when mm-hmm. I had Ishtar. Like Asha called me very soon after I had Ishtar to be like, what's what's your midwife's name? And I remember being like, for what? <laughs> being like, oh. You're pregnant. Okay. So Asha had a baby like really soon after I did. So Samira and Ishtar are the same age in the summer. And then, you know, one's older, you know, past September. Um, But like Asha and I were like attached at the hip for a minute. And then Sarah and Carol and before you know it, we're filling up a van, taking road trips together. So I'm just like the emotional love and support, you know, everything except for, I had everything except for romantic love in my life. And I didn't, you know, I needed that when I needed it, but I feel like I've also just had, I had those communities, like I have a village. Um, and so, you know, I even see that working with some, you know, with moms, you know what I mean? Like, um, just like what, how I'm just, I kind of like wish that there was like a group of women just chilling in this woman's house when I got there Mm -hmm. because, um, there's it's so much necessary. to be learned. And yeah, there's like, so that, that, I, I, what I'm hearing is because I put a, I will admit sometimes I put a lot of pressure on romantic love and what that could possibly bring into my life, mm-hmm. and I'm actively working against that to try to be like, no, I'm gonna explore. I'm on my. I need to be grateful that I'm self sufficient. Da da da. But I also am realizing, like, in listening to you, that. If I was to bring home a baby with somebody that I'm in a relationship with and not have that support, not have that kind of foundation, how much pressure am I putting on this man and this baby to fulfill like all these things that I really need from like my community? community. Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. you do get the man, he still isn't filling up what you need <laughs> with the community. Community is everything. It is. And if you think about it, like there's a lot of time in history where... I mean, I just learned about this with, um, like, breastfeeding. I just came from a breastfeeding course and just talking about how, like, women used to be sitting around their mothers and sisters who were also still nursing. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And watched them. Like, we're very separated. And that's that's history. That's, like, World War Two and women... And people to be nursing and they're covering yeah. themselves up. Yeah. And it's like this... Wow. It's it's crazy. And I, I just think that, you know, we definitely need that. And, I, I you know, I don't want to discredit the man in the home that is that woman's everything. You know, because that's awesome. Or the partner in the home. 
who is that, that I, person's I, everything. I am you know? nervous about him being there. Any him being, or any person being any person's everything. Right, exactly. That makes go. me scared, because yeah. I've done that before, and that's a yeah. fucking, that ain't, that's yeah. not good. Set yeah. yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> Set yourself all the way up. Because mm-hmm. anything can happen. Anything can happen. It doesn't even have to be that this person doesn't show up. Anything could look at Lauren London. She can't go and crawl and crumble like she has to carry on. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she has community around her that can help her through. It's just, oh, I am inspired yet again by Beth. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're partnered. Uh-huh. I, I've just been calling my partner because I don't, for some reason, I don't want to say boyfriend. I don't know what I don't it like, is. Because you're like, I'm grown. Because I've got two motherfucking kids. Yeah, my, my child is 14. She has a boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend. I have an adult I have a partner, man. You know? <laughs> I can yeah. say my man. I guess I could my say man. my I, man. Well, okay. But it, you now you have a baby. How has this birth, this this reintroduction into motherhood been with this? Because Shanti's going back and forth different. about a second baby. <laughs> That's not, a, not now, not now. But just in life. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> not no, now. But she just talks, she talks about like, I don't know. I can't do this again. Well, I'm so excited to have to give birth in different ways that is, than the way that I had it where it was I wasn't planned it wasn't planned mm-hmm. and my partner wasn't present. Shanti, like, you go wait. back and forth because you legit just told me the other day, like I'm not doing this shit again. I, I, <laughs> if I were to do it again, I would want it to be under because I don't know if I want to do it again because mm-hmm. I have this I have this six year old, seven year old, I'm like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I, and I want to be yeah. freed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't but get, if yeah. I were to do it again, it would definitely have to be under at least I want the it's a planned baby and it's with somebody that we're like psyched to have a baby like yeah. oh we're like we're gonna have a baby together they're gonna be there um yeah, so like, how oops. does that feel oops. it may have been an yeah. oops but yeah it no, was an ethos you, no, I, I don't plan a damn thing okay I've never planned <laughs> a child you. in my life okay <laughs> I can barely plan uh. my tomorrow so I want to say that I am just with somebody that wouldn't turn to me and say some ignorant shit if I got pregnant. <laughs> like so what you he has do? always been. Yeah. So what you is it mine? You know what I mean? Like oh! that, with that kind of person. Okay. Cause like I like I told you, I've been with somebody who was like, whoa, like for me, being if you're gonna have a child, if I was gonna have a child again, it had to be with somebody who That's wanted yeah. a baby. So how does that feel? and was okay with it? How is this experience different? It's it's very different. Um it has been, I mean, I think I've had all the things that I wanted, the like nursing mm-hmm. in bed, you look over your man's adoring you, oh. you know, like just being there, you know, my birth, he was just, you know, this dude was cracking jokes and being loud as shit, you know, <laughs> and funny, but also advocating for me in a way that like, you know, I've seen women trained to do like where he had two children uh, his two children were in a home birth. So he's used to like not having to negotiate with hospital staff. So watching him like tell a nurse like don't put that sensor back on her she don't like it you know all that stuff or you know she don't want to take you she don't want you to take her blood pressure right now she's screaming leave her alone then you see her face you know ask her Aww. first you know he's like very ask very much first. so yeah he's like he's really it. militant about hospitals kind of funny to watch but um 
it's beautiful. Like we've hit all the points of the things that I think that like weren't given to me in terms of validation mm. from having a baby. And you know, he, he loves it. Like he is, he's an older man. Once again, he is an older man. He's like 13 years, my senior. You see, do you, he's see, a grown motherfucking do you man. see a pattern, but he's 13 <laughs> years, my senior. And he, um, I mean, he's just been out in the world and has been a father for so long. Like, he had a lot of experiences. He has his own home. He has his own schedule already. Like, having a baby is just kind of icing on the cake for him right now because of how stable he is and kind of just, like, he knew what he wanted. I, on the other hand, I don't always know what I want. And I didn't plan this baby, but I didn't want to not have her. I just kind of, something in my body, like, I am an advocate of planned parenthood. I believe in it. But for some reason, I didn't call this time. For some reason, I did not make an appointment to not have a child. And and I, I'm in love with her. Like, I am at home in this baby's face. Like, I don't always want people to hold her except for me. You know, like, I'm in a very different place than I thought I'd be yeah. in, you know, because all that going back and forth and not knowing, it still happens when you're pregnant. Like, it still happens sometimes when you're in it. You're like, what was I thinking? My baby was about to be in a, is about to be an adult in four years. Like I could have been jet set and blah blah blah. No, no like bro, you don't know. You don't. Be like you started again. Yo, women say that to me. I would say even my sister girl, was, was like, almost free, girl. Your sister was like, he was just starting to be a doula. You doing this? You doing that? You wanted to travel, but you know, like for me, I'm kind of like if I, I have to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I made it happen when I was a like baby when I when I was 19. I have to make shit happen. Like, if I really am destined to do certain things, I have to make it happen for myself. Um, and it's, yeah, it's harder you're sharing a child. But I, like, I, once again, I said, I had a child with somebody who was all, I already was watching take care of their children, this time in a much different way. Mm-hmm. You know, now I watch somebody who I think is an amazing parent in certain ways, like organizationally, like, the way he schedules his children from, you know, dusk till dawn, like everything is set up in a way where I'm kind of like, okay, and I, if I needed to go, if I got an opportunity, if I need to do anything, like you're there. Like you, I watch you take care of children without any assistance. So I kind of had to have certain things in place a little bit. But yeah, like I'm an uncertain person. I know what I'm capable of, but I don't always know what I want. You know what I mean? And I think once again, like I knew I would love nursing a baby and, and enjoying my time with this baby and that I'm okay. I'm good at being a mom. And now this time that I have so much support and like, like the, with the first time everything fell back into place, you know, my sister is like, when you're bringing the baby home, you know, like her father is when you guys coming home. So I have a lot of love. I think if I felt like I didn't have any support, I wouldn't have done it because I I can't function like that if I don't have any support. Um, I don't think I'll be the mother that I am. Um, so yeah, I think that this has been a really beautiful experience. Just have having a new baby. I know things will be different. Um, you know, when I try going back to work, when I try, you know, doing something that I realize I can't do, you know, if, because I have a little one, but like, yeah, like I've, I think that um, this has just been a lovely experience, you know? And the birth kind of like, I think when I was in labor, this time, like, I couldn't imagine the end of my labor. Like, I did not know how I was going to finish up giving birth. And How long did you labor? Oh, my God. I think we started, so I was induced. But they did the Pitocin, um, Pitocin being what, you know, 
starts to force your contractions. They did it so slowly that we were just waiting for a while. And I think like, I think my real labor pain started at like 9.30 in the morning. They had me in the, the um, labor and delivery all night, sleeping with a slow drip of Pitocin. And then at 9.30 morning, I want to say I started with hard labor. And then by three, she, three something, oh, she was born. Bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as it could be because I know some women who have had hours of labor like beyond what I can imagine. Um, but yeah, like I think wondering if my body could get through something also mm. like had, when she came out, I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm slow to emote. I don't have emotions right away for things. You know, I don't cry as easily at the sight of things, but like when she came out, I think I was just so emotional and so happy that she was here. And that also like, brought my perspective to where it is just being really like thankful that my body actually did that shit because mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to do it. <laughs> I was like, I really didn't know I was going to do it. So, so yeah, like Yo, things the have been takeaway is live your motherfucking life live the you, way you life. see fit. Yeah. Or even if you don't yet. see like things happening, like I said, like I don't really know the best way to do things. Like I always can, I can see both sides of why I should, but you follow your not heart, but you yeah, follow what feels good. It was, it, yeah, it's crazy, but yeah. What's your wow. moon sign in? I'm sorry. What's your moon sign? <laughs> what? I think, I think, I don't, I haven't done that in a long time. I think I'm an Aries. I think I'm an Aries moon wow. sign. Oh, that's wild. I think I'm just like that's fire on top of fire. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> fire. Fire okay. Thank you. No, no Thank problem. you so much. Thank you. I learned so Thank much you about you. Me too. And it only made me admire you more. Aww. So shout out to you. Can you please watch the microphone so close to we the computer? We are going to end this with our rapid fire questions. So do you know the rules of this? It's okay. Is you it one word answers? One word answers. Okay. No explanation. Um, three seconds to answer. Oh. Oh my God. She's Ready? so. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to really, really try to do this. Malcolm versus <laughs> Martin. Malcolm. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Familial happiness. Jay versus Nas. <sighs> Nas. Mac versus Sephora. Sephora. Palestine or Israel? Palestine. In the light or in the dark? In the dark. Prince or Michael? Prince. Sweet or savory? Savory. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. <laughs> Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Ooh. <laughs> I love Hotep yes. <gasps> How dare you? Like, no. Oh, my God. I cannot choose. <laughs> Trader Joe's. Family or career? Mm, 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 mm. Family. A seat at the table or lemonade? I don't know if I'm at huh? It says that that's all you got to say. <laughs> Evolution <laughs> or creationism? Oh. Oh. Do I, do I know whole, wholeheartedly what creationism is? Creationism is that God created the, the seven days light. What is it? Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm evolutionish. I'm evolutionish. Okay. I'm I don't always love Darwin, but I'll be on the evolution side. Okay. Nikki versus Cardi. Oh, oh God. Um 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Nikki. <gasps> I'm gonna stick with okay. Nikki. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No talking about I'm it. Sorry. Upset. We will talk after. <laughs> Missionary or doggy style? Uh, mm. Doggy. doggy style. Protection or pull out in prayer? <laughs> don't y'all know? <laughs> she's praying, child. There was no prayer. She don't after. believe in creationism, but she's praying. <laughs> I didn't pull to the side of the bed and pray. <laughs> I like to cross my fingers and close my eyes. <laughs> is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Mm. Uchi Wally Wally. <laughs> Love Jones or Jason's lyric? Jason's lyric. Sir or Rumi? Hmm? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Are these Beyonce's children? <laughs> oh, I'll go with anybody named Sir. Okay. I'll go with anybody named Sir. That's make your own one. plate, make your man a plate, or get his own. be both i'll say make him a plate she's okay. like when i'm biggie actually versus- with him <laughs> <laughs> when we're when we're in the same home. biggie versus Pac. Pac. the philosophy of killmonger or the black panther wait killmonger or what or the, the philosophy of killmonger or the black panther um god that's that's a rough question I was feeling for Killmonger. Oh, you can oh, only answer. Killmonger. Killmonger. <laughs> Nuck if you buck or Annie up? Nuck if you buck. 9-11. Inside job or terrorist attack? Inside job. Rihanna <laughs> or Beyonce? Rihanna. Money and dicks or love and light? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> My brain hurts. Um, just for fun, money and dicks. Yes. <laughs> do you have any? Do you want people to follow you? Do you have an event? Do you have an organization? Do you can have folks something? hire you for your services? Yeah, what, You've also you illustrated books. Do you okay. want to prom- whatever you want to promote? Promote that, John. All right. Well, I will say, right now, what I would love to promote is um, myself. And my doula services, um, just having moms feeling comfortable to reach out to me. Um, please feel free to contact me. Should I give my yes. contact yes, information? Please. Maybe not your phone number, but email. My whatever. email. Yeah. I'll give my email. Mm-hmm. And we'll link be it. like, yo, yeah. <laughs> I heard you ain't with your man all the time, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's diving in the DM. Where you at on, on Thursdays, though? <laughs> I know. Which home you at? <laughs> would say contact me at beth that's b-e-t-h dot n as in nancy n lewis l-e-w-i-s at gmail.com um i have a website yeah it's more art related so on the art tip yes i have illustrated books i've worked creatively with children and adults um i have had some awesome had an awesome workshop with christina um and I'm happy to talk about whatever things folks might want to collaborate on. So BethNaomiLewis.com is my website. And we'll link it, you y'all. can go, we'll yeah, it. you got any art inquiries, graphic design, or illustration, hit me up. Let me know. Incredible artist. Incredible woman. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. you. And with that, we out. We out. Fantabulous. <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs>
<laughs> Very good. It's funny how things never change. Past, present, future, all the same stuff. And I know that I'm still learning things. How to live, how to love. And I, and I know you won't trip because you're falling from the stars. And we already aligned. So you know I'm going to give the whole world.